This week, King Willie says, not only do I have to kill you, I have to take your predator too. This is Body Counts and Beer. Hello and welcome to another edition of Body Counts and Beer. I'm Mark Rosendahl. I'm Patrick Bromley. I am the invisible specter of death, Jonathan Rooney Taylor. And this week, we welcome you into the Bromleyverse. Yeah! That's right, after subjecting Patrick Bromley to the uh, uh, Rebuild Evangelion Quadrilogy... (laughs) Rewarding. Rewarding him. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We have now thrown the reins over to to him, to the infinite Bromleys, to choose choose our films for the next four episodes. So Patrick, uh, please enlighten our, our, our listener and the bots. What do we watch this week? After I suffered through Evangelion, I wanted to watch my favorite suffering actor. Danny Glover <laughs> in Predator 2. Yes, that's right. 1990s Predator 2. Three years after Lethal Weapon. Danny Glover has been too old for this shit for too long. And will continue to be for many more years. Yeah, there's like, what, five Lethal Weapons? Yeah. Uh, four. Four? Right. Yes. Oh, right, because the, the fifth Lethal Weapon is technically an episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> yes. Well, yeah. Lethal Weapons, yeah, yeah. I think, six through eight, five through eight. <laughs> <laughs> are all It's Always Sunny. Yeah. yeah. With varying amounts of blackface. Yes. Some of them no longer available to stream if you want to. <laughs> hey, speaking of which, uh, Dave Cross and Bob Odenkirk have a new uh, comedy show getting together. Uh, taking bets it. on how long before David Cross shows up in blackface. Ooh. Can he do it? He hasn't been able to so far. <laughs> in Arrested Development, he showed up to the set in blackface and the producers had to quick... Cover him in blue paint! Yeah. <laughs> uh, new storyline! Blue Man Group! Go! Uh, Yikes. Anyways, Predator 2 begins, like all movies do, with a panoramic sweep through the jungle, leading to Los Angeles, the urban jungle, the year 1997. We still have only just begun to learn the joys of Limp Bizkit from their album Three Dollar Bill, y'all. Yeah. Yeah. But now, oh no, there's a vicious gang war! Yeah, massive street shootout between some guys and some cops. Yeah, the the Colombian gang uh, is fighting, having a shootout with some cops because some dumb motorcycle cops tried to pull over a truck. Yeah. You're not supposed to do that. Not in future Los Angeles. No, you let those trucks go through. Yeah, so probably bears uh, mentioning right up at the top, this movie, super racist. Oh yeah, big time. Oh, yes. (laughs) Like Ted Nugent levels of racism going on in this movie. They took all of the simmering anger about crime in the early 90s and just went full bore with it. Yeah, we're introduced to the scene through a series of news reporters ending with uh, the the host of hardcore news, Tom Pope, right? Yeah, Tony. Tony, Tony, Tony Pope. Pope. Tony, Tony Pope. Pope, played by uh, also loudmouth racist Morton Downey Jr. Yeah. Hey, good news. He's dead now. <laughs> yeah, well, it was his God-given right to smoke as much as he wants, wherever he wants. And who's going to stop him? You, nanny state? <laughs> <laughs> 
Anyways, uh, big, big shootout uh, when who should show up to, to save the day but the hero of our story, Danny Glover, playing Mike Hardigan. Hardigan. No, he's playing Danny Glover. Yeah, he's... Yeah, well, I mean, there's that. Yeah, he's definitely a Murtaugh-adjacent character. But we're calling him Mike Hardigan. Isn't that mm. the name of the... Isn't that Bruce Willis's character from Sin City? Uh, maybe, yeah. Hardigan? It might be. Uh, it might be uh, Cardigan, because he stopped to join the the uh, mid-90s easy rock band, The Cardigans. Oh, Ooh. I thought it was because he wore those nice sweaters. Yeah. Not in Sin City, he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> in Sin City, all the sweaters come off. <laughs> yeah, Marv just going through all the criminal underground. That's a nice sweater. <laughs> Be a shame if somebody would... <laughs> Unravel it. <laughs> well, if you want to unravel my sweater. Oh, what's with these homies? Indeed. <laughs> if we ever, if we, if we, well, yeah. But also, if we ever make a Weezer podcast. There is a Weezer podcast called oh, no. What's With These Homies Talking About Weezer. <sighs> God oh, damn it. There's also an, an alternate Spotify called Weezify where you can listen to Weezer demos. Gross. <laughs> no, thank you. But there's Rivers Cuomo. Exactly. <laughs> no thanks. I can't wait to hear the rejected songs about him masturbating to fan letters. Yeah. Those are probably, you know, decent. Considering the one we got was fucking terrible. <laughs> so Danny Glover uh, rolls up, kind of takes, uh, you know, takes a view of the scene. He's met by his partners, uh, Ruben Blades and Maria Conchita Alonso. And they're like, shit's fucked up. And he's like, well, you put, put bulletproof vests in my car. I'm going to get my big gun. Yeah, yeah, because there's some cops that are like in the thick of it and they can't hold out for much longer. They're bleeding to death. The exactly. motorcycle cops. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, um, Danny Glover's going to go in there and rescue him. But no, you can't do that. We're waiting for the feds to show up. It's, right. we're, it's out of our jurisdiction, man. The red tape. If only some brave, visionary politician would get rid of all this red tape and maybe reform our immigration while they're at it. Just saying, Predator 2, super racist. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so uh, Danny Glover goes into his trunk. He opens up a like hockey bag where he has like 30 guns yeah. laid out perfectly nice and by size, but they're all too small for him until he pulls out from the top of his trunk the biggest goddamn hand cannon I've ever seen. Now, I do like the future guns in this a whole lot because they're just the guns that we have now already back in the 90s, but with just shit bolted onto the top of them. Yeah, you got scopes and infrared dots and yeah. extra handles on everything. The trend in like future guns in our Hollywood is just like, I don't know, make it like sound weird. Yeah, and make yeah. it kind of blocky. They're yeah. always super blocky. Make it like real black and sleek and weirdly thin if you can. But yeah, I like the big, chunky, stupid guns. Yeah. I... All of these guns are like kit bashed by like special effects nerds. Yeah. Like the guys who made the spaceships in Star Wars. Somebody went to a model shop and then just started gluing shit, shit on into the guns. guns. Yeah. And I appreciate it. You know, these guns yeah. look great. <laughs> uh, so Danny Glover uh, rams his car forward to block off the motorcycle cops. They were able to get them to safety. Uh, the Colombian gang kind of gets off one last little bit of spray and runs inside into their hideout, which is just chock full of guns. Oh, yeah. And 
cocaine. And cocaine. <laughs> Don't forget the cocaine. Well, they are Colombian. It yes. is 1990. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, say, say hello to my large firearm. That's from that famous movie about the Colombian drug dealer. Uh, what was that, Godfather 2? Uh, you're thinking of Scarface and he was Cuban. Nah, that can't be oh, right. Was he? Well, was he, was he well, supposed to be Cuban in that movie? Because that hurts. I haven't seen he that was, in a while. Uh, he was Alfred Pacino in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so anyways, the... I the studied at Elise Strasberg. I know how to act. <laughs> It's all about modulating your voice at different times. Thanks, Al. I really yeah, appreciate yeah. that. Any more uh, acting tips Classic that you have for me? No, I'm just now realizing that uh, Al Pacino accidentally created everybody's impersonation of Bernie Sanders. A little bit. Oh, yeah. man, yeah. you're not wrong. Wow. Yeah. Hey, wait a minute. I ain't never seen those two in the same room before. <laughs> also true. Al Pacino, Bernie Sanders, prove me oh, wrong. Oh man, I would yeah. totally watch Bernie Sanders in a redo of Scent of a Woman. <laughs> uh, I'd like to see Bernie Sanders in a redo of Heat. <laughs> <laughs> she's a, she's got a great ass. <laughs> I am once again reminding you that she has a great ass. <laughs> Hold on, I'm off of this criminal enterprise, but first. We have to incorporate into a labor union so that we don't get screwed out by management. <laughs> Sidebar, you guys hear that Heat's got a sequel and it's a fucking book? Yeah, Michael, Ma- Michael Mann's writing a book <laughs> called Heat 2, and he's been posting it posting about it on Twitter a oh, lot lately. God. He made a trailer for the book. Jeez. <laughs> COVID has officially broken all of our psyches. That's fair. If that's where we are as a people, where we are allowing Heat to have a sequel and that sequel to be a book, we done fucked up. Yeah. Also, Pack it in. technically, Heat 2 takes place before and after the events of Heat. Nice. It's prequel and sequel. All cool. <laughs> yes, like yes. Yeah. The trailer for it has Michael Mann's name in it like sixty times. <laughs> nice. Well, I mean, he's got to let you know. He's what you thinking somebody else did it. Well, sure. It's... Otherwise, he might make another movie like Black Hat. But those hats—they have a story to tell nah, and a song in their heart. So all the Colombian guys start jamming cocaine up their nose, giving yeah. themselves superpowers. Yeah, they're getting yeah which big again, like this is the the era where Hollywood thought, oh, drugs, they're they're like power ups in video games. They give you a plus five to perception. They boost up your yeah, you get addicted to them and you got to take them all the time. But who cares? The benefits far outweigh the drawbacks. True facts. Yeah. Them bonuses, baby. Yeah. So, uh, before the Colombians, though, can get anything done, they are attacked by an invisible creature. But we can see the outline of it, and we've seen the first Predator, so we know it's... The, the predator. predator! You know that guy, big crazy face. Yeah. yeah. And it is, people's chests open. It is deeply frustrating to go through large stretches of this movie where characters are trying to figure out if it's a Predator... Because sure. we, the audience, it's like uh, like a bad episode of Columbo, where like you see <laughs> you see the murder in the first scene, and you see how he did it and who it was, and you're just waiting for Columbo to piece it together. But every time he's super close to it, he gets a phone call and is distracted and has to go do something else. <laughs> yeah. Now Columbo versus Predator, that's a movie Ooh, I'd like. That's to a say. good one, right? Good old Columbo. Now just uh, just just one more one more thing here, Mister Mister Predator. Yeah, give the old head scratch a couple of times. Yeah. Hold on, Mister the Predator. 
You said you were good looking, but as I see it, you're one ugly son of a bitch. <laughs> Motherfucker, John. <laughs> I was trying to clean it up. Columbo wouldn't say that. <laughs> Mrs. Columbo would be all in his ass. <laughs> oh, guys, remember Mrs. Columbo? No. No. I don't actually. Was there a Mrs. Columbo? Yeah, it was a spin-off series after Columbo was canceled. Columbo does not appear in it, and it's basically like Miss Marples, but like Columbo's wife. Nice. Yeah. Alright. Whom he never mentioned also solved crime. Yeah, well, she was always out busy solving crimes. That's true. She worked in a different district, you know, so there wasn't conflict of interest. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. now I see that now. She had to drive all the way out to Poway. Sure. I mean, the tragedy of it is they moved to wherever Columbo takes place for Columbo's career, but he wasn't willing to even go halfway between both of their workplaces when she got a job. I mean... That's rough. That's rough times, Mrs. Columbo. Who knew Columbo, deadbeat husband? (laughs) You can tell by the jacket. Yeah. I bet it smells like soup. (laughs) Yeah. And old man. Yeah. Probably stale cigarettes. (laughs) Yeah. Luckies. Unfiltered, too. Oh, you know it. Oh, yeah. Columbo. (laughs) So, anyways, these guys all get murdered by the Predator. Uh, One of them, as the cops work their way up the building, one of the guys backs out with double Uzi's firing wildly at everything and then runs away and Danny Glover chases him up to the roof and he's like standing up on the edge of the roof and he's just like oh oh and Danny Glover's trying to get him down he's like hey man I'll help you I'm not gonna hurt you come on down we'll work this out uh and then all of a sudden like the predator shows up and he the guy goes starts shooting at the predator Danny Glover starts shooting at him the predator shoots at him and he just flies off the roof and lands on the crafty table yeah he sure does and he doesn't break it so like that's a hell of a craft table yeah yeah I just realized that he lands just flat on the table face first in like a bowl of guacamole yeah Yeah. see what you want about the work ethic of Teamsters they get the job done right solid table yeah (laughs) So the cops begin looking around the place. Everything seems weird. None of the bodies have bullet holes in them. All of the drugs and money have been untouched. And guns. Nothing has been touched except for all the drug dealers. They they think, because uh, the main gang war happening right now in Los Angeles, it's a war zone, don't you know? It's a the, war zone. The movie tells us that. They really should elect a DA to clean up these streets. <laughs> one uh, of the newscasters does say at one point... <coughs> How come the mayor isn't declaring martial law? Uh, that's that's Tony Pope. Yeah. yeah. He accuses the mayor of being at his uh, vacation home in Lake Tahoe. Yeah, which he probably is. Sure. I mean, that's where Gavin Newsom goes, right? Yeah, oh, wait, he's governor, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, Garcetti, is he the L.A. mayor? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if he still is or not, but he was. He was. And good enough. Newsom was mayor of San Francisco. Sure. Also, who gives a shit about California? True Am I right? facts. Yeah. When will it sink into the sea? Oh, please. <laughs> I mean, if for nothing else to put the fires out. Right? <laughs> Jeez. Oh, California. More like California. Shit ya, yeah. am I right? <laughs> yeah, Caladusha. More like can't afford ya. Whoa! Zing! It's Man. the seventh largest economy in the world, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> they are keeping all of our other currency afloat. Yeah, but they're douchebags. <laughs> That's true. Fuck the tech bros. Yeah. yeah. 
So anyways, uh, Justin Bieber paid a million dollars in Ethereum for an NFT of an ape. How's that? Nice. California. Cool. The best place to fake money there ever was. Can I tell you that the funniest thing in the world to me is every time one of those NFT bros goes, You can't steal my ape. Someone stole my ape. <laughs> yep. It's the funniest goddamn shit to me. Yeah. Oh, it's great. Yeah. yeah. I, it's also like... Verhoeven levels of uh, life imitating art that fucking Paris Hilton and Jimmy Fallon are on the late <laughs> show showing off their NFT monkeys. Oh, oh. NFTs are a scam. I Correct. said it. That's the official. That's the official stance of body count. Well, that's and the beer. thing. Because it's unregulated, they don't even need to hide that. There are all the tutorials of every single NFT market you get into. Is like here's how you pump and dump. Here's how you find the next biggest sucker to pawn off your... Uh, and as soon as the market has any liquidity whatsoever, you pull all your money out. Yeah, sure. Get it out Except it's sometimes virtually impossible to get your money out. Correct. Oh, yeah, watch out for that. Yeah. Anyways, uh, if anyone wants to buy Body Counts of Beer NFTs, please let me know. I'll gladly draw a stupid picture for you to have. Yeah, but we'll just email it to you. Sure. Fuck this blockchain bullshit. Yeah, Cut out the middleman. Look, send me 50 bucks. We'll text you a picture if that's what you want. It's yeah, fine. no problem. But I'll show you a picture. We'll yeah. call it an NFT. Yeah. You don't know what it is. Shut up. Look, it'll be a JPEG. That's all you need to know. <laughs> Correct. Anyways, uh, so the cops uh, are baffled. They, thought, they think maybe it is the Jamaicans, uh, King Willie and his crew... Uh, who might have done this. But again, no bullets, no nothing. So we go back to the station. And oh boy, this police station. It's <laughs> hock full of prostitutes. This movie saw the police station and RoboCop and said, not full enough, sir. Bring me all of the extras you have. And there is a David Lean amount of extras in this cop station. Yeah, no, there are tons of them. They all seem to be trying to pay their citations at the front desk. They're either paying citations or going, you can't book me, where's my lawyer? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we got a nice oh, Man, these tr- criminals just have too many rights. You got one cop telling <laughs> the lady that if her basement's leaking, she can't call the cops, she has to call a plumber. You got another cop threatening to punch a guy in the face. Yeah. Man, these cops seem really, like, underfunded. We should give them a lot more money to do their jobs. No, John, we will only give them army equipment. Gotcha. Oh, and our bridge repair funds. Mm. Yeah. But only offensive army equipment. Yeah, none of the other stuff. Yeah. Just, just the big guns and the explosives. Which I wouldn't mind so much if they would just roll up their tanks playing Panama like that hostage situation <laughs> in South America. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I would like all military vehicles to play Panama. <laughs> <laughs> I guarantee you that the bombers that were in, like, fucking... The shock and awe in yeah, Iraq sure. were totally playing Panama. Yeah. It's sad that as a people we've lost that now that we've moved to drones. I'll bet whoever's dropping bombs is just listening to cereal. Sure. Yeah, right. Well, could you imagine that? Being like in a country and a drone is dropping bombs on you, but it's also just blasting all things considered. <laughs> <laughs> right. Ugh. Uh the sound of you know you're going to die is the Joe Rogan experience blasting <laughs> slightly I mean, over your shoulder. That's, that's true of all of us now, Patrick. Yes, it's true. 
The combined might of Neil Young and several other soft folk rock singers are not enough to stop the tide of Joe Rogan. It's true. Well, there, it's Canadian Neil Young, Canadian Joni Mitchell, and until they get Canadian Gordon Lightfoot to go in with them, they can't form into the big, like, Transformer thing. Yeah, they can't form the Canadian folk Voltron. Yeah, Folktron. Folktron. (laughs) As you were. Yeah, it's banging out Canadian Railroad. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, instead of uh, Robot Lions, they drive... One well, it's different robots. One's a robot maple leaf. One's a robot double double, and one is <laughs> one's a a, a, a robot, robot like hockey stick. <laughs> no poutine. I was gonna say somebody's a box of Timbits. Uh, well, the double double's got your Tim Hortons right, covered. Right. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. There is no poutine robot. But it does shoot poutine. Ooh, yeah, there right you go. On. As an offensive weapon. Yeah, the cheese curds, they're so squeaky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And they hit you so hard in the chest. Yeah, they're such a, an unusual texture. Yeah. They're mm-hmm. very good. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, the cops, there's a whole bunch of bullshit cop stuff that happens. Well, you get the scene where uh, the, uh, yeah, Danny yeah. Glover's getting chewed out by his, uh, what is it, uh, owner captain? Captain, captain, yeah, captain, captain his coach? Captain. Captain, Captain Billy Pilgrim? Yeah, I think Something so. Pilgrim. B. Pilgrim. Yeah. yeah. Wait, Billy Pilgrim's the main character of Slaughterhouse-Five. Well, he's also the captain of the LAPD. <laughs> that's just one of that's just one of the errors he time slips into. Yeah, right. Yeah, Predator 2. Yeah, yeah. right. Anyway, as Danny Glover's getting Vonnegut chewed out... Vonnegut did uncredited rewrites of Predator 2. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering why everyone was reading books by Kilgore Trout. <laughs> <laughs> This uh, is where we meet the Buse. That's right. Well, this is also where we meet Bill Paxton. Ah, yeah. Yeah, Bill Paxton's character, who is dressed like a shitty like used car salesman, as he is in most movies, uh, is desperately trying to get Danny Glover's attention, and people keep shrugging him off. It turns out he is the new like partner uh, to join their team. Their team, yeah. And they call him the Lone Ranger uh, because he's uh, bad at teamwork, I guess. That's what yeah. they tell me. Uh, so Danny Glover gives them like a we work as a team blah 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 like speech and this one speech seems to get through and change his complete personality yeah. instantly yeah well now he's on board he's a team player the entire time the entire rest of the movie's like hey no we're a team we do this together the door swings both ways to be fair the only other part of his personality is ha dirty joke that's yeah, true yeah that's true Shane Black got uh, all of his unused jokes from Predator 1 into Predator 2 yep uh, meanwhile, Danny Glover yeah meets with his captain. They do the yellow thing. We meet Gary Busey and the FBI guys oh, yeah. who have taken over the scenes. Uh, they don't want the cops anywhere near any of this stuff. It's above their pay grade. They won't understand it, but they want their full cooperation and total attention. Yeah. And I love that it's a brilliant piece of casting for Gary Busey. He's very toned down for the entirety of this movie. Yeah. But just the fact that it's Gary Busey is like, oh, don't trust this guy. <laughs> oh, right. yeah. Under no circumstances do you trust this guy. Look, it's a lot like... So Gary Busey then is a lot like Ed Harris now. Sure. When you see a movie, you go, that's the bad guy. Yeah. He's, yeah. This, bad he's guy. evil. Yeah. You see him. Look at him. <laughs> or if not, there is some deeply... Uh, Conf- like troubling ulterior motive that he's not sure. telling you. Right. 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 Yeah. Yeah. There's also that. Um, you know, like that scene in Apollo 13 where Ed Harris sabotages Apollo 13. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. He wanted to go up there. God damn it. Yeah. Damn dirty Ed Harris. Fucking Ed Harris. Star of Night Riders. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, what a good movie. 
It's, no. They live by a code of honor, Mark. <laughs> They're in the modern day, but they got to bring that old world sense of honor with them, and it gets into conflict. Yeah, they run a motorcycle renaissance fair, John. Correct. That's pretty awesome, though. Right? If you go, I would go. It really isn't. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a two. The reason we haven't done it for this podcast is because it's like two hours and 50 minutes. Oof. And, yeah, and, and but like, you get drunk Stephen King yelling at the <laughs> jousters at one point. Look, I already saw Stephen King get called an asshole by an ATM and fucking maximum <laughs> overdrive. Yeah. I don't. I got all the Stephen King and movies I need. <laughs> that thing called me an asshole. <laughs> Chef's kiss, beautiful. Uh, so, anyways, now uh, Danny Glover and his squad—they're uh, off to another thing, and we cut to later that night. Uh, the head of the Colombian crime family <clears throat> uh, gives this movie an extra bonus star. Yeah, yeah that's true. Because uh, we roll in on the head of the Colombian crime family nailing his girlfriend, I guess? His, his, lady. Yeah, his lady friend, man. In uh, any case, classy naked lady movie, mm-hmm. extra star. Just pound her out, no big deal. And then who should show up but King Willie's boys, the Voodoo Gang. The Voodoo Once gang. again, Ooh, this yeah, movie movies. is racist. It sure is. I don't remember any of these parts. <laughs> and uh, that's, I mean, at the very least, it is culturally insensitive. Yeah. Uh, voodoo is... Profoundly. It's just a religion, you guys. It's just a normal, regular-ass religion. Not in Lots of people do it. Yeah, it's also, I believe, pronounced Voodoo. Uh, the voodoo is a so that's a whole different thing. That's Louisiana, like that's the witchcraft stuff. This has nothing to do with Jamaicans or Haitians, I should say. That's the other thing. They keep saying they're Jamaicans. Jamaicans don't do voodoo. No, right. no, they are Rastafarians, a yeah. branch of Christianity. If you didn't know, yeah. God damn this fucking racist yeah. movie. <laughs> this movie's pretty rough. <laughs> uh, so, anyways, they uh, they. Sacrifice this guy, they string him up. Yeah, they're putting chicken blood on him and they're gonna take his soul, which is awesome because I was expecting like a Shang Tsung thing to happen. Ooh, yeah, yeah. or like in uh, what fucking the Nick Cage version of Bad Lieutenant, keep shooting, his soul is still dancing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then it turns out that the voodoo thing was just a goof and they're just gonna stab him in the heart. Yeah, they and sure they were. Do. But bad news, Predator. Yeah. Oh, they got predatored. He yeah. drops in there, starts throwing shit at everybody. Guys and here's are dying the, all over the if place. If you've seen one scene of a bunch of scared goons firing randomly at a predator that they can't see, you've seen them all. And there's like five of those scenes in this movie. It is yeah. true. They do mostly just stand around firing wildly while they get murdered. Like the thing that's great about the first Predator movie, one of the things that I really like is that you see the cunning of the Predator. The Predator will lay traps. The Predator will do multiple different tactics. The Predator will, like, try something and it won't work and it'll try something else. This, the Predator is just, uh, go invisible, walk around a whole bunch, stab them. Yeah. Yeah. I will say this scene exists solely to get, uh, show us all of the the Predator's new gear. Yeah. So we get the Predator's, like, extendo staffed. We get the Predator's fork gun. Yeah. uh, That shoots, like, tuning forks, like, sharpened tuning forks at people. We get the Predator's little laser beam on his shoulder. Classic. 
we don't get the we don't get the rocket launcher in this scene. No, we yeah. do get the uh, the big um, the Wolverine. Claws. Yeah, his big Wolverine knife gauntlets. Yeah, uh, we get all that. It's just to show us that this predator ain't your typical predator. He's worse. Uh, <laughs> this ain't weapons. your daddy's predator <laughs> yeah. from three years ago. <laughs> that one died. Yeah. Nobly sacrificed itself. Yeah, rather than not get killed by Arnold Schwarzenegger. I was yeah. never really clear on his motivations. You're supposed that. to die yourself and not get killed by Arnold Schwarzenegger, just like you said. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. What you're trying to do is kill yourself before somebody kills you, because you retain some of your honor. That See, way. when the hunter becomes the hunted, the hunter cannot become the prey. The hunter has to go out a hunter, so the hunter's going to take out everybody with him. With a small tactical nuclear device. Yes. Gotcha. Yeah. Anyways, the predator kills everybody, leaves a bunch of bodies strung up without their skin. You know, no big deal. Predator, predator stuff. Predator stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, predator stuff. Just Tuesday at the old predator household. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Skinning bodies, bleaching skulls. What did you do today, honey? Oh, it took about four, you know, four skins. Just four today? It's been a slow week, you know? <laughs> right? Yeah. What yeah. do you want me to do? Look, I'm trying I'm trying to do the hard sell. I'm trying to do the no sell. I'm trying to, you know, stop when I've already made the sale. It's just hard, you know? In this economy, people just don't have the skins. They just ain't got them. Right? And their skulls are lumpy. Look, babe. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. He's got that, that skull buffer. <laughs> he can buff it down. He can't buff it down. Yeah, there's there's one thing about, like, the, the like, ghoulish majesty of seeing all the skulls of the people and animals that the Predator has killed in his trophy collection. It's quite another thing to see him actually just, like, scrape the sinew. It really takes some of the majesty away from it, I guess. John, yeah. you're just you're just not appreciating the full process. The taxidermy yeah. is essential. Yeah, there's a whole scene that comes a little bit later where after uh, uh, Ruben Blades' character dies, where we see the Predator's like trophy-taking process. He's got like a helmet knife that he sticks onto the top of the head to rip open the hair and the skin. He takes out the skull. He has a big straw that sucks out all the brains and then also vacuums the stuff from off the skull. He's got that skull buffer. Buffing out Buffing that skull. Buffing it up, baby. Gotta Make get it nice sure and white. Nice and <laughs> shiny. Yeah. Uh, and then at some point, I guess he puts a hole in the back of it because then he sticks it on a stick yeah. and goes... <laughs> look at look what I did today. See, yeah. what the, the process is, is the trophy. You learn in this that it's not just mindless killing. This man is an artist. Sure, yeah, yeah. Or, or a serial killer. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I don't know. Serial killers don't tend to have that many friends, and he's got a lot of buddies he's got a lot of friends, end. and none of his like weapons are duct tape or a van. True. We don't know. We don't have any confirmation that they are friends. <laughs> that is true. They take his body away. Yeah. But for all we know, it's just to eat it. <laughs> well, I would expect you guys to take away my corpse and eat it when I die. I We're mean, friends. That's what we do for each other. I You're going to taste like vegetables. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <It's probably>. Bullshit. <laughs> I'll be all stringy and gross. Yeah, yeah. forget that. Yeah. I'll feed you to a goat and then eat that goat. <laughs> yeah, now I'm talking. No, we can't eat the goat because then it's going to taste like tin can. Oh. 
Stupid goats eating all them cans. <laughs> hey, how about we turn that? How about we? Why can't we do that for our recycle? <laughs> Let's just get a hundred goats and feed them all our cans. If cartoons taught me anything, goats love cans. You know, Mark, that is way better than our current plan of think of something cool to say and then die, I guess. Yeah, yeah. that's true. That's fair. That yeah. is how we're going to solve that Or problem. just having a recycling plant and a garbage plant and then having two shoots from each that go to the same, same place. place. <laughs> yeah, it's like the opposite of that Simpsons joke with the three flavors of duff. Yes, yeah. Uh, so anyways, uh, the, uh, uh, the cops now show up. At uh, the Columbian guy's headquarters, they see all the bodies. They're like, well, who the fuck is doing this? And then Ripon Blade sees, like, one of the forks stuck in the walls. And he's like, we gotta get that. Then Busey shows up again. Gives him the old... Throws everybody out. You're not good enough for this. You can't handle this. Beep, boop, beep, boop. Yeah. They leave. Uh, we get the Predator, uh, blah, blah, blah. They, they, they take care of the site. We get, They go to the cop bar. At the cop bar, they do cop bar things. Again... Bill Paxton telling bad jokes, hitting on ladies, trying to get laid. Yeah, but he does tell us that uh, that that he's uh, been like tracking yeah, Busey, yeah. and Busey's been running around putting up satellites and radars and going to slaughterhouses. And, yeah, he like disappeared off of their trackers, just like completely in the in the slaughterhouse district of L.A. Right, right. Yeah. Which I'm sure now in the current day is probably the, the chicest place in town. Oh, yeah, I know, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's all condos. Easily five grand a month for rent, like, for oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, look at Chicago, like, Fulton Market in that area, like, <laughs> that is that place. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Now that's where all of the Michelin restaurants are. Yeah, yep, buddy. Yep, yep. All the top floors of them slaughterhouses, and uh, those are all startups. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep, 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 yep. Let's start a startup, but a slaughterhouse startup. Ooh, yeah. Well, I mean, we're going to do that at the sausage party, right? Yes. (laughs) Would you like to provide context for the people who don't know what you're talking about? No, I'm just going to let the listeners know that we're going to have a sausage party. Great. I want the listeners to know that we're not going to be watching the movie Sausage Party. No, no, we wouldn't do that. Uh, Are we going to watch that Kevin Smith movie with the Nazi sausage? Tusk? No. Zy Sausage Party. Not Tusk. Uh, uh, yoga, yoga, hosers. yoga Hosers. There we yeah. go. Uh, no. <laughs> also no. Starring Johnny Depp's daughter for some reason. And Johnny Depp. Oh, yeah. I had never actually seen that whole movie. It's for the best. I've seen enough clips to let me know that no thank you. Well, yeah. I watched the whole thing. Oh, boy. It's... <laughs> Barely a movie. Doesn't it like just turn into an episode of Hollywood Babylon at some point? There's like a 20 minute scene where Ralph Garman, like as his Nazi scientist character, does a bunch of impressions and talks about like his journey, I think, to Hollywood and like does, yeah, basically he does his Ralph Garman thing. I'm bored listening. (laughs) Yeah. I was bored watching. Yeah. Anywho, let's get on with this movie. They're at the cop bar. And then later they're like, Ruben Blades, meet me at the, the Colombian guy's house at 1 o'clock in the morning. And he goes, and he's looking around, and he climbs up the uh, incongruous Aztec columns, columns in the Colombian uh, penthouse. Yeah, up to an unfinished ceiling. Yeah, you know. Yeah, a weird ceiling that you can just climb into that clearly has a ceiling above it, but sure. it's not like a rafter ceiling part. No. Well, you could tell that the the, the uh, Colombian drug lord moved in too soon. He was too eager to buy the place. Uh, and he, yeah, he like 
told his landlord to go fuck off before the new place was ready. And he's yeah. like, ah, shit. No Too sailing. much exposed pipe, yeah. Well, he forgot the golden rule of home renovation. It's always cost double the amount and takes twice as long. Mm. Yeah. Anyways, Ruben Blades gets his little stabby thing. He's about to leave when, oh no, he gets predator. predator. Oh no! This is my favorite predatoring because it like... His necklace falls off. He's got this like necklace, this very distinct necklace, and it hits the floor and it just stays on the necklace. And you can hear the predator doing predator things, and you just hear him going, "Oh no, <laughs> please don't, please don't!" <laughs> it's like that scene in Dirty Work, where he's just like, "Oh no, now he's got a chainsaw!" <laughs> oh no, now he took my chainsaw and he's using it on me. Man, Dirty Work, what a spotty but generally oh, it's got some great moments it's got Man. some really good moments some very high highs some very low lows and who would have thought that Artie Lang would, would have outlived them all yeah it makes no sense Jesus <laughs> that the joke was that he was too old in the 90s too old and too high and too addicted to everything yeah like he got disinvited from Stern's show because he couldn't get clean. <laughs> I will say this. As far as I know, Artie Lang has been clean for the last little while and has been doing very well for himself. Yeah, I don't want to shit on Artie Lang. It, but to be fair, Artie Lang would be the first person to be like, I can't believe I made it this long. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Outliving Bob Saget. Right? That's tough. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, that no, the, the anyways, Ruben Blades dies. Oh yeah, and then the FBI, just like beloved comedian Norm Macdonald recently died. Yes, yeah, the exact same way, <laughs> dragged into a ceiling true, yeah. by a predator and having his skull turned into well, a he, trophy. He tried to tell him one of his jokes from his 1940s joke book, and it just didn't. <laughs> The Predator didn't quite get conceptually what he was doing. You oh, know? well, that's because moths on the Predator home planet <laughs> is actually, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> yeah, it's actually a slur in their language. Yeah. 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 Uh, so anyways, uh, yeah, next day, Danny Glover's pissed. Uh, to- Tony Pope is... Somehow, Tony Pope knows literally everything that's going on. Like, he knows there's a bunch of skinless bodies in this penthouse. Yeah. He knows that this cop was dead and everything. And Danny Glover's like, well, I need to talk to... I need to talk to Big Willie. Big Willie. I need to talk to Big Willie in person. King. King, King Willie. Willie. You're right. King yeah, Willie. Yeah, first he grabs Gary Busey and says, fuck you, it's personal now. I don't care whose toes I step on. I'm gonna kill this son of a bitch that killed my partner. And Gary Busey, just with the shit-eatingest of grins, is just like, ah, eh, boys, let him go. Yeah. He'll get predatored soon enough. You're right. So uh, Danny Glover and the, and Bill Paxton head out into the middle of the night where a, uh, a big orange car with a zebra print top rolls up and opens the yeah. door. It's almost the same car from Escape from New York. It's it almost, just doesn't have the the accoutrement. Yeah, it, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't have, the, have the disco ball. Yeah, yeah or, or the, the uh, chandelier headlamps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, oh, anyways, fuck, man, Escape from New York, what a good movie. This is rad. Uh, so uh, Danny Glover gets in with King Willie. He leaves Bill Paxton behind. Uh, well, he says to Bill Paxton, like, "Hey, you know, I'll call you when it's done." He's like. The door swings both ways. The squad goes together. <laughs> We're a team. Yeah. I'll call you when I'm done. Clearly just like, I'm fucking tired of your golf stories, dude. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, so Gary Busey, or uh, so Danny Glover goes Gets into off. the hottest of boxes. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> these are more hot than boxes at yeah. this point. The blunts these guys are smoking are ginormous. Which I like to headcanon that uh, Danny Glover is just contact high for the rest of the runtime. I mean, movie. he'd have to be. He absolutely right? yeah. I, I mean, my headcanon is he took a couple of hits. Yeah, yeah, because oh, yeah, he yeah, does yeah. get out of the car coughing. He's like, "You guys need to cut back." Yeah, yeah. he yeah. don't pass. Yeah. <laughs> he partakes. Uh, so yeah, they take him to an abandoned alley where it's kind of rainy, and King Willie shows up. And King Willie uh, is a guy wearing a really terrible dreadlock wig. Oh man, sure. it is the worst dreadlock wig I have ever seen. It's awful. Uh, it is, yeah, well, because you, you got to think ahead to the special effects where the wig gets ripped off the skull, so it has to be bad here so that it can be good later. Sure, I sure. guess. Uh, King Willie throws bones. Uh, <laughs> is just generally a really racist caricature. Uh, yep. And like this whole scene is just like Danny Gore was like, "You tell me who's killing all these people," and he's like, "I don't know who it is." But I know where it is. It's the devil and it's coming for everybody. It's the end of the world. This is a waste of everybody's time. Goodbye, Danny Glover. <laughs> Take it easy. So Danny Glover leaves. Yep. And King then... Willie is just sitting there. And then the predator just like lands in the alleyway. And King Willie's like, all right, Mr. the Devil, let me show you what I got. And he has a sword cane. With a cobra yeah. head handle. Guys, yeah. it will not surprise you to learn that... Uh, in high school, Sword Cane was my number one requested Christmas gift yeah. for multiple years. Yeah. Ah, Mark, studying the way of the blade. Uh, yeah, buddy. Yeah, yeah man. I, I, th- look, there's a reason I stopped wearing fedoras. Yeah. It's because I invented that shit. <laughs> I had swords and fedoras, and then ten years later, they were like, "This, look at this guy in this picture," and I went, "Oh, I see." Goodbye, Fedora. Yeah. Goodbye, Top Hat. Goodbye, Jimmy Require Floppy Hat. Oh. Goodbye, Kangol Furry Hat. Goodbye yeah. to all my fun hats. Yeah. yeah. It's and for the best. all my swords. Oh, all your all swords. swords. You could have kept... Well, you probably couldn't. Well, you negotiated to get some groceries like that episode of Home Movies where Coach McGurk buys all the swords. Sure. Yeah. Solid episode. Let's talk about that for a second. <laughs> Home movies? Yeah, that's a good show. Yeah, yeah it is a good show. A good Was show. that uh, Lauren Bacall? No, no it's Lauren not. Bacall is definitely Humphrey Bogart's wife. Yeah. I think you're thinking of Lauren... B- Lauren Bouchard or something? Yeah, Lauren, yeah, Lauren Bouchard, yeah. Bouchard. Yeah, that's exactly what I said. Also creator of, uh, obviously, Bob's Burgers, Lucy, Daughter of the Devil. I worked on Metalocalypse, if not created. If I I believe that's he is... Brendan Small. That's, that's the right. other guy. That's Brendan oh, Small. That's the movies. other Home Movies guy. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. God, Metalocalypse. Let's talk about that show for a little Let's bit. not, though, because it's like one good season and three of garbage. Ooh, but it's such a good season with such oh, a great yeah. final episode. No, it's good stuff. Yeah. And they've got great characters. Love me some pickles. Ooh, mm. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Pickles is... My... I will say this. Yes, it's pretty much just one good season, but the later season episode where they go home to Pickles' hometown and meet his family yes. is pretty great. Yeah, that is true. Pickles' that's, dirtbag family. That's also the episode where Pickles gets back together with his shitty 80s hair metal band, <laughs> yeah. which is, again, real great. And he's the only one that's kind of sober. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyways, so now... Uh, 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 meanwhile... Uh, 
Maria Kachita Alonso and Bill Paxton are on the subway chasing down like a lead or something. Yeah. And while they're I think they're just on the subway. Aren't they going to meet because he calls them and he's like, meet me somewhere. Yeah, they're going to meet Danny Glover. So they're taking the train and he's driving. Well, they're going to go to that shitty graveyard with that kid that hands out the free candy. Yeah, you know the one. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. Um, So yeah, they go to... uh, they. They go to the, on the train. Yeah. yeah, on the train. Uh, then there's a bunch of attacks. yeah, there's a bunch of yeah. gang members. Th- this is yeah. a real like anytime this they don't know where to take the scene, they just have the predator show up. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. they get on the train. A bunch of gang guys are harassing some people. Then they harass a nerd. The nerd pulls a gun out of his <laughs> suitcase, and then one of the gang guys pulls a bigger gun. And then every civilian on the train pulls their own gun. Everybody's yeah. packing heat. Uh, it's yeah, Los it's, Angeles. It's a war zone, don't you know? Right? You hurt? God, if only we elected like a real strong leader that could clean up the streets and restore law and order to this place. I mean, in, from 1988 to 1992, what strong leader could we get? Maybe a former head of the CIA? Hmm, who yeah. knows? Well, he's got the training and the know-how, but you know what? He's got to have that bureaucratic experience as well. Someone who's already in civilian government. Oh, I mean, a guy that's like vice president already for like eight years? Oh, is there such a person? <laughs> yeah, actually, there is. Can I vote for Bill Clinton anyway? No. Uh, not, not, not till later. Not this first one? No. This no. time, this time your other choice was Mickey Dukakis. Oh, it sure was. He looked so manly in that tank. Kidney, though. With that Mickey little, Dukak. Well, cute little helmet. You just want to pinch his yeah. cheeks. Ugh. <laughs> it was a special time. Yep. Uh, so hey, remember when every election didn't hinge the future of humanity in the balance? Bad news, John. They always were. Oh, no! <laughs> but they had much... The, the characters back then were so much more fun. Remember Ross Perot? Oh, yeah. Good old Ross Perot. That yeah. guy was the best. The last legitimate third-party candidate? I think you're forgetting Jill Stein, who cost Clinton the election. Who... No, she didn't. She didn't even get that many votes. She got so many votes away from Hillary Clinton that were rightfully hers that that's how we got Trump in the White House, <laughs> according to the breaking election coverage that night on NPR. Look, nobody that's was true. voting for Jill Stein. They were voting for Jill uh, Stein's sweet funk band. Yes, she but does I will have let a you say... funk band. No one, you say. So, Aragorn, last of the riders, is no one to you? Wait, Most what? prominent in the line of Dunedain. Yeah, the dude that played Aragorn fucking stumped for Jill Stein. Nice. Uh, is what's he, his name? You're talking about Viggo Morton? Yeah. yeah. Is he even a U.S. citizen? I thought he was Danish. I don't know. I thought he was Australian. He seemed to be real into Jill Stein. Who names their kids Viggo? Except for the Carpathians. <laughs> sure. <laughs> well, when your last name is the Carpathian. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so... Uh, the Predator shows up because it can sense when there's guns around, apparently. Apparently. And we're not sure why the Predator is on this train, except I think that he's considering killing Bill Paxton. He's considering killing anybody with a gun. Yeah. Because he does. He wipes everybody out, uh, including Bill Paxton. Bill Paxton has his like standoff with the Predator, where... The Predator is a good 15 feet away from him, and he unloads, like, three full clips and doesn't hit the Predator once besides, like, nicking a couple off of his armor. Yeah. Uh, of course, if he was just going for center mass like you're supposed to, he would have fucking taken the Predator down no problem. Yeah, because the Predator has a lot of armor on his shoulders, on his head, on his knees. 
but his chest is just one of those like fishnet t-shirts you wear to a rave. Yeah. Right. Right. Yep. Well, if he takes off his shoulder armor, underneath he's got all those glow sticks. <laughs> oh, that's true. The reason he wears that helmet is because he's got a pacifier. Right. <laughs> Uh, so Bill Paxton's final weapon is, of course, his lucky golf ball, which he throws at the Predator. Which I don't even... I think it doesn't even hit the Predator. No, he just goes through. Yeah. Uh, then the Predator goes after Maria Conchita Alonso. He's got her by the neck, choking her to death. But then he does like a, his like heat wave scan and sees that she is with child. So he spares her life and goes away. Right. He doesn't have any tickets to kill pregnant people. Right. You gotta sign this stuff up with the game warden first. Otherwise, it is fines out the wazoo. Yeah, because you're gonna overhunt, and then yeah, you're not. And then how are you gonna have yeah. any people to kill later? Yeah, yeah. No, I like it that the predators are clearly big on game management. Yes, that's true. an Absolutely. advanced civilization of murderers. That's predators. My favorite class in Oregon Trail because they know not to kill all the buffalo. Yeah, right. You just hit like just as much as you need. Sure, and also no. anytime you gotta get to a river, you just shoot that shit. <laughs> yeah, you just blast it. You just walk right through. No worries. Fuck all the nerds that take the long way to go around. Cock and float. Bullshit. Oh yeah. yeah, you always cock and float. Cock and float, yeah. baby. Yeah. I never made it to Oregon. <laughs> you never made it to Oregon? I never made it to Oregon. Oh, man. I made to be it fair, the only time I played it was networked in uh, like elementary school. Oh, and sure. Every five minutes, someone would vote to go hunt because we were so bored. Because <laughs> <laughs> obviously, we didn't have the attention span for it. That is like a middle school and up game. I don't know why we had it in elementary school. Yeah, you're school. supposed to be playing number crunchers. We had number crunchers and math blaster. Math mm. blaster. Yep. Math. Blaster! Math. Blaster! <laughs> Who run geometry? <laughs> Blaster run geometry. Man. Man, I would have killed for Pac-Man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, Danny Glover, meanwhile, goes to this... He goes to the cemetery... This is before, I don't know, there's a, yeah, goes and to the then cemetery. he goes to the cemetery and he cries a bunch over uh, Riggs' wife's grave and he's like, Vicky, I'm going to do it for you. Uh, yeah, he's over Ruben Blades' grave and then like, meanwhile, the Predator sees a kid with a fake Uzi and like, he's not going to kill the kid because the kid doesn't, isn't a real threat. Uh, and then the kid offers some candy. He's like, you want some candy? You want some candy? And, and this the-, is, the Predator throughout the entire movie has been like studying and learning small English Key phrases. phrases. Yeah. Which you think is going to pay off in some... Like he's going to impersonate someone T-1000 style. Or like, it's going to be dark and the partner is going to be asking for help. And it's going to lure someone into a trap. But no, he's just... All right, I'll put a very obvious threat right in the middle of this, and I'll just spin around yelling the last thing I heard. Yeah. Uh, Not even yelling it. He's just playing back audio files. Yeah. Because just before he kills Bill Paxton, he goes, You want some candy, mister? Yeah. Pointless. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, Danny Glover... I'm starting to think that this sequel wasn't particularly well thought out. Hmm, interesting. Do you have any literature on that? (laughs) Uh, So anyways, uh, yeah, Danny Glover uh, leaves. He goes back. The whole train thing happens. He He, gets to the train. Yeah. And then he goes looking around and he sees... uh, What's her name? Marie Conchita Alonso being like taken away on a stretcher. Yeah, and then he goes looking for Bill Paxton and he can't find him. So then he goes well, out the what's back. What's great is that she's being loaded into an ambulance and one of the uh, uh, like first responders is saying, like, be careful, she's pregnant. 
And for a minute, you see Danny Glover doing some quick math in his head. Right? right? He's thinking it over. So wait a minute. Oh, boy. Okay. All right. I got to get out of here. Right. And then he runs. <laughs> and he goes oh, looking no. for Bill Paxton. And he's not on the train, so he goes out the back of the train and down the tunnel. And there, Bill Paxton is having his head and spinal cord ripped out. Yes. Uh... This ends up being like... Somehow they get up on the streets to jump on cars together. Yes, there's a little bit of a chase. And then Danny Glover is like... He he goes to the meatpacking district. He like yeah, chases so, the predator yeah. to the meatpacking right. district. The predator and... stops for a minute to, to be on the ledge of a building and get struck by a bunch of lightning. <laughs> Yeah, and like a Miller Lite side, it's pretty good. Uh, but then, and then the FBI guys are obviously in the meatpacking facility, so they stop Danny Glover <laughs> with a large truck. Yeah, and they take him into their super secret FBI tank. And then, and this is where they they tell him that oh, we're not really like the FBI. We've been tracking this these aliens that have been coming to Earth for ages and hunting people. You see the uh, the uh, um, the lady from Predator, who the first Predator who survived with Arnold, yeah. like on a screen or whatever. Um, clearly, they've like interviewed her or whatever, right? Um, and they're like, "Yeah, these aliens are come." But I fucking Gary Bees is like, "We learned his patterns. We he comes yeah, back he here comes every whenever, whenever it's hot and there's conflict, a predator shows up." Yes, and also he likes beef. Yeah, sure. Well, well it's I what's mean, for dinner. Who doesn't? Sure, yeah. this guy. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. True. I don't, yeah, I don't. Dirty John that tastes Ooh, like vegetables. fish, though, the beef of the ocean. The beef of the sea. Ocean beef. I mean, depending sea on beef. what fish. Yeah, kind yeah. of. Yeah, I mean, yeah. as long as you aren't eating the chicken of the sea. My tuna comes in steaks. That's beefy. That's yeah. pretty beefy. Probably that's well, yeah, every time I make it, I take a big bite and I turn to my wife and say, That's beefy! <laughs> <laughs> uh, she asked me to stop and I won't. You don't ever. Yeah, nor should you. <laughs> yeah. You're your own person. That's right. That's what my divorce attorney keeps telling me. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, they let uh, him on, and they're like, all right, here's the deal. You watch on the monitors. We're going to get this predator. We've He sees only through heat. So we've got this room. We've cooled it down to nothing. We've got, we put radioactive particles in the room, and uh, that's going to make it so we can see him. We're wearing suits that hide our body temperature. We're going to get this guy. Uh, and then it turns into that scene from uh, Aliens where they just walk around and a guy goes, 10 meters, 5 meters, he's right on top of you. I Jesus. don't see him. Yeah, it's so frustrating because it's just like, just look up. <laughs> just yeah. look up. And the scene goes on for ever. This takes entirely too and long. And like Danny Glover is like gets on the phone he's like, he's right on top of you. He can see you. And they're like, get off and stop talking to me. Right. This is a secure line. We need to keep it clear. Yeah. Please put Jane from Firefly back on the line. <laughs> that was oh. a young Adam Baldwin. Also oh. a piece of shit. Wow. Giant piece of oh, shit. I did not realize that but I thought I recognized that yeah. guy. Oh, it is a f- thousand percent impossible to go back to Firefly at this point. Oh, yeah. That is just mired in toxic bullshit. Mm-hmm. Gross! Yeah! yeah. There's, yeah, I, I can't imagine many Joss Whedon anything that I'm gonna go back to at some, any point, maybe. I think at some point I will go back to uh, Buffy and Angel because a lot of 
you can feel, especially in the later seasons, the voices of a lot of other creatives behind the scenes. Well, sure, was it Jane Espenson? Jane Espenson, uh, Ben Enland, right. who created The Tick, also yeah, did some, like yeah. most of what's good about Angel. Yeah. Like, there's enough there that I think, obviously, with an understanding that like you know the hero worship of Joss Whedon was always misguided at best, right? And now has been like actively gross, has been recently revealed. Yep. Uh, but I yeah, but like Firefly, Jesus Christ, that no, that bridge is well and truly burned. Mm-hmm. You can probably throw Dollhouse on there as well. Dollhouse was never good. <laughs> Dollhouse has like five very good episodes out of like twenty. Those are always the episodes where it's like shit. Well, we're not getting picked up for another season, so we're just gonna break all the fucking rules of this world. Oh shit, we got picked up for another season. Uh. Uh, yeah, I always love when that happens. Basically, anytime Alan Tudyk shows up to murder people, it's a high quality episode. <laughs> yeah, any episode where they don't explicitly go into we rent out these personalityless women as sex bot like Yikes. sex robots. Yeah, especially because I think like in the first episode, there's a line of dialogue of just like. Oh, so we just run a big prostitution ring? Is that it? No, we do so much more than that. We sell experiences. And then, like, now every single one after that is just, like, a rich guy with some kind of fetish. Yeah, 90% (laughs) of the episodes are just, like, yeah, this guy paid $100 million to bang this lady, but she's got to, like, pretend that she's his daughter or something. Yeah, occasionally. weird, yeah. Very, very occasionally, if you're very lucky, if you've eaten all your vegetables and done all your homework... Patton Oswald will rent the doll out to be his dead wife for a day. <laughs> Yikes. But that's only a very special occasion. And then sometimes that guy from Battlestar Galactica will kick down his door to try to get info on the dollhouse. Yep. And it's great because Patton Oswald doesn't give a fuck. Nope. <laughs> uh, so... <clears throat> this is like the final uh, this is the big final setup. chase fight yeah. so yeah the predator predators all of the guys Danny, Danny Glover runs into the meat room there's a whole big like he he there's blows a, the door off yeah, the we can, we can really sweep, the wall there's a sweet Danny Glover like gear up montage kind of thing yeah. where he's just strapping all of the guns to his body yeah, loading he puts, grenades into his grenade launcher well, gun he, yeah he loads exactly one grenade as his alt fire onto his main weapon and a Immediately uses it to blow up the first door he gets to. Yeah, probably should have had two of those. (laughs) Yep. Uh, So that stops. The the Predator kills Busey. uh, And then they kind of have their little back and forth tete-a-tete. This is where we finally see the Predator's uh, main weapon for the rest of the movie. Uh, It is a laser disc that what fucked a batteries not included robot. Sure, and they both got struck by lightning while they were peeing in the same fountain yes. to make a wish. Right, and it's it works out to be like a clunky version of the thing Wesley Snipes has in Blade. Yeah, it's like almost of, yeah. a circle yeah. thing that you throw around. Or if you're a little bit older, the thing from Crawl. Yeah, it's very much a crawl. Yeah, sure. Uh, so they fight a little bit, blah blah blah. Of uh, Danny Glover gets like just is the first person to actually get bullets into the Predator. He takes off its mask. He's like, oh, you're one ugly mother. And then the Predator comes back to life and says, motherfucker. And choke throws him. Yeah. Like, Predator does a pretty all right Arnold Schwarzenegger impression. Yeah, it's not bad. Like, I'd I'd hire him for SNL. He could do Weekend Update. Sure, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, like, who can't? Yeah. 
Well, like he could be, he could play Schwarzenegger on Weekend Update. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's, right. not, okay, okay. he's not hosting up. Exactly. No, yeah. no, 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 no. No. <laughs> Who do you think he is? Kevin Nealon? Come on. Oh, <laughs> settle down. Yes. You gotta train real hard to be able to throw those uh, note cards behind your back with such vim and vigor. Oh, sure. I mean, just look at Colin Jost. Isn't he perfect at it? Oh, gross. God, no. There was, I know. The only good person was Norm MacDonald. Uh, Norm MacDonald. And I he would, wasn't even that good at it. I would go to bat for, oh, buddy, you shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 no, I, I like Norm MacDonald a lot. Weekend Update is not his best material. It's not his best material, but I love his his when he just started doing whatever the fuck he wanted with it and would just weave in these intricate, surrealist, ongoing bits like, or so the Germans would have us believe. Yeah. And then just wait for the audience to get angry at him before moving on to the <laughs> yeah. next bit. But uh, uh, Seth Meyers. Seth Meyers had a pretty good run. Yeah, the Seth Meyers, Amy Poehler, <clears throat> and Seth Meyers um, raped... Um, and like when Bill Hader would show up, you know, that's some good chemistry. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, the, the Seth and Amy run, I think, was probably one of the best ones. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I liked I liked Kevin Nealon. Kevin Nealon was perfectly great. Whenever you do yeah. subliminal guy, oh, beautiful. I mean, he was better than a uh, fucking uh, Dennis Miller. Dennis I was going to say, didn't yeah, Dennis sure. Miller do it for a while? Yeah, for yeah, like yeah. a real long time. And holy shit, uh, insufferably smug didn't even come close to describing him in that. I mean, that's Dennis Miller all the time. I mean, Jesus that's insufferably Christ. smug is all Dennis Miller does. Guys, that's the star of the net. Show some respect. <laughs> no kidding. That man is the star of. Tales from the Crypt, Demon, Bordello, Bordello of Blood, Blood. not yeah. Demon Knight, how can I forget? Oh That's my true. gosh. Bordello Billy Z- the second one. Yeah, Bordello, or, or Demon Knight is Billy Zane. Yeah. yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Anyways. God, what a, what a run of bad movies. He's Dennis Miller, what did you expect? Yeah, no, I think Dennis Miller's best movie is Murder at 1600. Sure. A movie yeah. he's barely in. A movie he's barely in. Uh, so, so yeah, the predator uh, uh, comes back to life. Busey gets him on the ropes a little bit with his um, liquid nitrogen, liquid nitrogen, nitrogen gun. gun. The whole fucking time, this movie is promising me that someone or something is gonna get frozen in liquid nitrogen and break into a million pieces, and it doesn't happen, and it's bullshit. It's a hundred percent bullshit. Yeah, somebody should have gotten frozen. Anyways, eventually Busey fucking dies for real this time. Oh yeah, he, he gets, gets cut the, the crawled. Yeah, he, he gets, gets the crawled. crawled. Cuts a bunch of sides of beef in half, then cuts the Busey. In Danny half. Glover uh, pushes the predator over the side of a, a building. They both land on like this, like and like the predator's hanging off the edge with his crawl stabbed into the concrete. Danny Glover's lying on the little pad on the ledge. Yeah, yeah. There's he gets bullshit. the he gets the crawl out because the predators activated his mini nuke self destruct. Yeah, yeah. Which, which you see told uh, Danny Glover about in his uh, little yes. like remember the last movie story. Yeah, Danny Glover gets the crawl out, slices off the predator's arm. The predator falls down the side of the building, goes and tries to like stop himself with his Wolverine claw. Yeah. Eventually, grabs a pipe and falls into a lady's bathroom. And be- immediately begins doing triage. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, he's bleeding out. Well, and he, he just lost an arm. He does very specific triage of, well, I need to rip open this brick. I need to smash this mirror into some glass. I need to melt it all down in my little mini crystal meth lab that I bring with yeah. me. Yeah. And then and I then, need to make it into a paste and rub it on my hurt parts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he yeah. speckles like, yeah, like melted 
ceramic and glass and blue goo. Yeah. And the old woman that lives in the apartment who's watching Jeopardy and I fucking need to know the answer to that clue so bad. Because <laughs> uh, it's Final Jeopardy and Alex Trebek rest in peace Mr. Trebek gives the, the clue of like this woman married uh, you know was somebody something was the queen of England but never set foot on the island married this man and we hear the final Jeopardy music and we never get closure on that clue no because the predator bursts out of the bathroom door and takes the whole <laughs> the whole door frame and everything comes I, out this is my favorite part of the whole movie because this is the closest <laughs> a live action film has come to Person runs through wall, leaves person-shaped wall. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Because he does that, and then he runs down the hallway, and then he punches, punches that door down, too. <laughs> that guy's no respect for drywall. Uh, Danny Glover uh, manages to follow up closely behind. He's like, he's like, uh, yeah, he says to the old lady, it's all right, I'm a cop. And she says, I don't think he gives a shit. <laughs> Classic. Thanks, Grandma. He runs out. Uh, he chases the predator. The predator jumps down a fucking elevator shaft. So Danny Glover is going to climb down the cable of the elevator shaft. But then the elevator starts going down. And it is the slowest, like menacing James Bond's trap I've ever yeah. seen. Yeah. No, just, take his time. Especially because uh, Danny Glover the whole time is acting as if like uh, sulfuric acid is rushing at him and, and he's, oh no, no, stop the elevator, oh no, but it is going. You've got plenty of time. Oh yeah. He lets go of the rope at one point which is just like, why? You're just... It's bringing you down at the same rate that the elevator is yeah. dropping. <laughs> You're fine, dude. Uh, so he falls like 30 feet and somehow finds himself in a hole at the bottom of the elevator Yeah, shaft. catches a hole. Yeah. Uh, and then he goes into a quake level. Yeah, and then he drops down out of there into a quake level. Ooh, actually it's a Turok level because there's lots of fog. Oh, that's a good point. There's all that weird inscriptions on everything. Yeah. yeah. But not enough dinosaurs. True fact. Oh, uh, there's a dinosaur skull. There that's right. the skull of a dinosaur. Yeah, he goes into the Predator ship. Uh, and inside the Predator ship, he's got a little trophy bay. We see some human skulls with some... Some uh, uh, monster know, skulls, monster, uh, xenomorph skull. Yeah, all sorts of stuff. This is the this is the movie and the four seconds of footage that ruined both the Alien and Predator franchises. From <laughs> well, because it, its mouth wrote a check that its ass couldn't cash. <laughs> uh, and then the Predator shows up, and there's a fight between the Predator and Danny Glover. Uh, it's a real slow fisticuff. It's kind of a clunker. I mean, to be fair, the Predator has lost all of his weapons except for his Wolverine claw. And yeah. he lost an arm. Yeah. And he's bleeding out all over the place. But Danny Glover's like a 50-year-old man. And Danny Glover's a 50 He's far too old for this shit. Yeah. But they have a sword fight of Wolverine claw versus Krull. Krull. Uh, and eventually Danny Glover gets the best of the Predator somehow and stabs him in the stomach and yells at him for five fucking minutes, I swear to God. Yeah, about how shit happens while he's driving the skull from his dick through his sternum. <laughs> yep. He kills the Predator, and Danny Glover's like, well, I did it. I killed the Predator. Case closed. Oh, no, 30 more Predators. Whole yeah. ship full of Predators just, uh... They all, like, decloak. Yeah. And yeah, they're all standing there looking at him. Fun fact about these other Predators, some of them are played by members of that era's Los Angeles Lakers. Oh, fancy. Man, Danny Glover was a big Lakers fan, and they needed tall, like, buff guys. Oh, yeah, well, that would make sense. Yeah, and that also makes sense why some of them are weirdly skinny. 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, you gotta figure, like, one of them's, like, Kurt Rambis or something. Right, right. And all the Predators stand around looking at Danny Glover like you looked when you found out that the Bengals were going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> Sorry, hey. John, that was funny. You didn't uh. know. You didn't know. Thanks, there you go, buddy. There you go. Uh, yeah, that, that Jeffrey Rambis sure was a good basketer, right? <sighs> His name is Kurt Rambis, and he wore... He was the only guy in the NBA at the time who didn't wear rec specs, like goggles. He wore just straight up fucking nerd glasses. Nice. And didn't give a shit. That man was seven foot one. He weighed 112 pounds. <laughs> he was all elbows. He was made of 35 elbows cobbled together into the shape of a man. He could barely play basketball. And yet somehow that motherfucker has had like a 50 year career in the league as a coach, as an executive. He's not been good at any of it anyway. <laughs> That's what happens when your whole body's made of elbow. <laughs> you couldn't get through the man in the paint without getting a bruise. Oh, absolutely not. No. Uh, so anyways, uh, the Predators come. Uh, they take the other Predator's body, drag it away onto their ship. And just before they leave, the main Predator turns back around and he hands this flintlock pistol, throws it over to Danny Glover, and he, he says, looks at it. Take it. it. Yeah, and it says, like, Raphael and Delini or whatever, 1715. Then there's, like, ten extra minutes of yeah. bullshit. <laughs> well, the spaceship starts to go, and Danny Glover's got to run out of it, but he doesn't know where he is, so he looks around a bunch, but it's foggy, and it all looks the same, so that means that's nothing fine. to any of us. That I get. He escapes the spaceship, the spaceship leaves, fine. That's the end of your movie. But then there's ten more minutes of bullshit. Yeah, the FBI shows up and they're just like, you let him get away! God damn it! And they get back in their helicopter and they go away and then the cops show up and they're just like Yeah, it goes on for a very long time, but basically in the end Danny Glover's like, I win, credits roll. And that is the end of Predator 2. And we'll be right back with the bullet points. Clicky noise, clicky noise. And our very first bullet point is a body count. Body counts. All right, Patrick, what do you think the body count of Predator 2 is? Keeping in mind that you chose this movie, which means if you lose, it's doubly embarrassing. I know, right? Isn't that terrible? Uh, I'm going to go with... 19. 19, all right. John... What do you think the body count to Predator 2 is? I'm going to go a baker's dozen. 13. Ooh, 13. Playing by Price's Right rules. Everyone gets the closest without going over. Patrick, you do win. Oh. But yes. you were way off. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 46. 46? Where did all those people go? It can't be right. Well, you got to look. The whole Colombian gang got murdered. The whole Jamaican gang gets got murdered. murdered. Everybody that's on that train gets murdered. It's a lot of it's hard to keep count of everybody that dies on the train. <laughs> a lot of people die. Yeah. So that's gonna do nice. it for uh, that bullet point. We'll move on to the next best kill. Best kill. John, what do you think the best kill in Predator Two is? I'm gonna say by default, it's the only one that I can currently remember. Gary Busey getting cut in half. Yeah. Ooh, that is a good one, though. It is a good one. The crawl thing comes in and cuts the top from his bottom, and his bottom falls down. You don't see what happens to his top. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Well, it's like when the physics glitch out on a video game, and, you know, something's supposed to move, but it doesn't. Yeah. He's just floating there in a T-pose. Yeah. <laughs> 
Patrick, best kill. Uh, I'm going to go for one of the Jamaican guys in the voodoo scene. He gets the uh, Wolverine claw right in the back and lifted up off the ground. Yeah. That always pleases me. The alien does that in some of the alien movies, That's too. Always but it, a good just, one. it always it, it makes me happy. I, I agree. Yeah. Uh, Mark, best kill. I'm going for the door frame that the predator punches out of the way. <laughs> it's so funny. That door he frame. He punches a whole it. door frame. <laughs> Anybody can just punch the door, but he took the frame with it. Yeah. That's a load bearing wall frame. That apartment is coming down. Also, like, what is the fucking deadbolt on that door? Don't matter if you take out the wall. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, normally with that happening, it's going to break at the point of least resistance, which is going to be your shitty deadbolt. Sure. But, like, what the fuck are you locking your door with that the whole frame It's 1997 Los Angeles. You're That's locking true. That it's a war zone, John. Right. God. It's, it's eight. Uh, dead bolts they're all made out of kryptonite yeah everything's made of rebar yeah. if only someone could bring us back to when these streets were safe and calm again with common sense policing yeah. mm. something to keep in mind I guess <laughs> uh, uh, moving on war crimes war crimes Patrick, tell me about some war crimes in Predator 2. I'm going to go with establishing a secret government agency to capture an alien with liquid nitrogen. Mm, sure. And putting Gary Busey in charge of it. Yeah, here's, here's that's, that's where you get it. Yeah, yeah. right. Like that's, Technically, that's not a war crime because there's nothing in the rule book that says you can't put Gary Busey <laughs> in charge of a secret government outfit to cryogenically freeze predators. He's got you there, that's Patrick. That's true. They didn't remember to write that one down for the old Geneva Convention. It's got to go through the courts. we got to wait for The Hague to give an official decision. That's mm. true. That's true. Yeah. John, war crimes. Boy, howdy. Uh, uh, I don't know. There's a lot of cocaine in this movie. Is that, <laughs> is that a war crime? I mean, the way the United States was helping traffic that cocaine, yeah, technically yes, yeah, and using it and and literally using it on low income and uh, urban neighborhoods. Yeah. Well, they have all the money to give you for your racketeering racks. Mm. Yeah. yeah, man, what a fucking great world hey yeah. no one got in trouble for it so it it's sure fine. didn't not hey, a that single ro- person hey that in reporter fact, who tried to expose it did yes he Gary got Webb, murdered Gary Webb was completely ostracized by the world <laughs> before he was either murdered or committed suicide uh, didn't he commit suicide quote quote with two bullets to the back of his head yeah he did he yeah did I gotcha it's <laughs> Suicide by CIA. Yeah, the old, the old two bullet suicide. Yep, yeah. gotcha. He had one of them two bullet guns. Shoots yeah. two at once. You know yeah. the ones. Yeah, it's it's a it's a mod you can get on your gun where you pull the trigger once and two bullets come mm, out. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, Mark war crimes. Uh, I am going to go with the design of the predator in this movie itself. The predator in this movie. Big was, head. Uh, not he does big have head. a large head. It's the costume and everything. Uh, reading about this. Stan Winston and the people who came up with the Predator for this movie very specifically tried to make the Predator look more, and I quote, urban. Uh, so Yikes. the uh, it has more of the like dread the dreadlock like tubes on its head and a lot of other things. Again, this movie is racist, deeply racist, yeah, profoundly racist. Yeah. Plus, again, just the especially when it's wearing the helmet, it looks like a Funko Pop. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. its head is ginormous. Now, do you know if the same guy did the Predator work? Again? It is the same guy in the Predator suit as the first Predator. Right. Jean Claude Van Damme? No, the second 
guy who did the Predator in the first Predator movie. Right. Kevin well, he, Michael Hall, I something think. Like Kevin that, Peter yeah. Hall, yeah. He would end up dying. He also played Harry and the Henderson. Um, yeah. And he well, would end up dying not too long after. Who'd he this. play in Harry and the Henderson? John Lithgow. <laughs> wow. Yeah, no, it's really good. What range? Uh, yeah. Yeah, because he had some disease related to how tall he was, didn't he? I think so, yeah, yeah. maybe. Um, so that's going to do it for that body count and our bullet point. And I'm, the, <laughs> I'm very tired all of a sudden. <laughs> well, we all worked full days and then sure started did. eating pizza and drinking beer. So <laughs> Worked full days. I don't know what you're talking about. I was off today, baby. You son of a bitch. <laughs> well, she put in a full day of Spider-Man. Yeah, that's what I was doing. <laughs> Still, that takes a lot out of here. My thumbs worked. <laughs> uh, a final bullet point. Is this an action movie? Is this an action movie? John, is Predator 2 an action movie? So this movie is so vacant that it is already just falling through my memory. <laughs> like, I'm struggling to retain what happened and we just finished watching it. But the parts I remember had some action in it. It was all pretty bland and boring action. But, like, you did the assignment. C-. minus. All right. Patrick, is this an action movie? Yeah, this one's really riding the line. And if the action were better, I'd say yes. But I'm going to go with no, just because the fight stuff is not that involved and not that... In- That's clearly yeah. not what they put the effort into. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to agree with you, Patrick. I, uh, is this an action movie, Mark? No, Mark, it is not an action movie, Mark. Uh, for me, this is more like a sci-fi thriller sure. than an action movie. Um, again, the yeah, the action's not and like it's not particularly artfully done. Mm-mm. It's kind of just the movie itself is ugly. Like it's yeah. an ugly movie to look at. Yeah. Well, and also like I I think we were maybe talking about this off mic, but I I, I think this is the first time I've seen the movie all the way through, not on television with commercials. Yeah, mm-hmm. same here. And I think my memory of sort of weaving in and out of this movie through a lazy Saturday afternoon, I had misconstructed it as like. Oh, yeah, it's got that prologue with the gang war and all that stuff. And then it goes to, like, a building, and it's basically, like, the raid. Sure. You know, yeah. like, it takes place in that one... It, it diehards, and all the mm-hmm. characters go to that building and get picked off one by one. Right, but instead there's a big silly lethal weapon shit in the middle. Yeah. 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 It, and it's just... It's stretched out so paper thin. Yeah, there's a lot of extraordinarily, unnecessarily bullshit in this movie. Yeah. For a movie that's... Should just be about a predator fighting people. Right. Yeah. Uh, so that's going to do it uh, for the bullet points. Final reviews of Predator 2. Patrick. Still love when Danny Glover gets that flintlock, though. That's yeah. a great piece of world building. Like, yeah. that is one of my favorite world building pieces of anything ever. It's true. John, final review. Uh, well, the director of this movie, it's an urban legend that he was pitching the sequel to Predator, and he wrote an S on the end, and the studio execs were like, what does that mean? And then he put lines through it to make the S into a dollar sign, and someone came up and slapped the back of his head and erased the S and just put the number two. Ooh. And then said, just fucking do that, idiot. <laughs> and like that's what this movie feels like. This movie feels like, just fucking make a sequel to Predator. Just, just fucking just do it. Just go do just it. Get out there and make it. Just make it. Just go make it. Yeah. Uh, Mark, final review of Predator 2. 
It's the second best Predator movie, technically. It definitely is. <laughs> Which is, again, not super high praise. Yeah, but... the fact that I know that there are, what, four other worst Predator movies out there? I mean, Gross. yeah. Three the... other worst Predator movies. The other one hasn't come out yet. Yeah. yeah. Um, and two of them are technically AVPs, which we discussed outside. Might not technically count. True. True, true, true. If we're not going to hold AVP against the Alien franchise... I don't think we can hold it against the Predator franchise. You're right. I yeah. agree. Uh, so anyways, that's going to do it for this episode of Body Counts and Beer. Into the Bromleyverse! Wow! I'm Mark Rosendahl. I'm Patrick Bromley. I'm Jonathan Rooney-Taylor, 2099. And we'll see you next time. Body Counts and Beer is Patrick Bromley, John Rooney-Taylor, and Mark Rosendahl. Please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from, and leave us that rating and review. You can check us out on Facebook, I guess, or find us on Twitter at Body Counts and Beer, I guess, or email us at bodycountsandbeer at gmail.com.